Hello, I am indeed Brett Stewart, and this is indeed The Jukebox. Welcome to our inaugural episode. I'm thrilled that you've taken the time to join us, and we have a spectacular show this month. We'll be tackling music from all spectrums, exploring some unique bands and artists, and we'll be talking without the Car Window, a new indie folk outfit here in Chicago. Since this is the first episode, though, I'd love to share a bit of information about myself and about the show. As you know, my name is Brett Stewart. You may know me as my stage name, Rivers Rubin. I'm also an independent musician, and I recently released my ninth studio record. I'll be playing a bit of my music each episode as well. You know, because why not? Uh, I'm not above a little bit of shameless self-promotion. But in all seriousness, I am very much a part of the community that the Jukebox wants to champion. And that community is the independent artist that you may otherwise never get a chance to hear. I also work as a freelance writer and reporter for independent musicians. I was the editor-in-chief of the arts publication Strike Magazine for two years, and I've spent seven years culminating a very strong YouTube following, one that is closing in on 300,000 individual views. Now more about the jukebox. The show will broadcast on the 25th of every month, featuring two hours of music, interviews, and much more. But here's the jukebox promise, and I'm going to repeat this every episode because it's pretty damn important, and it's something that our show embodies to the fullest. We will never play anything that is less than exceptional music. We want something in return from our listeners, though. Clear your mind of biases before listening to the jukebox. We're going to move from folk to rock to hip-hop to classical to big band, all in one fell swoop. Don't like reggae? Hate hip-hop? Give it a chance if we play it on our show. Expand your mind. This show is by music lovers, for music lovers. We challenge you not to skip forward past songs or skip around the show looking for one specific band. Spend time with us. We promise it'll be worth your while. And even if you came here to support a band you love, which is exceptional, and you should keep supporting all of these wonderful bands... You may also find something new along the way, now that you're here. So with that, let's delve straight into the jukebox. Now for our first song, and our first episode, I'm going to play something of mine, so I can introduce to you me as an artist. This is a song called Goodbye, Eliza Jane. Look here, Liza, listen to me You ain't the girl you promised to be And didn't you say You would always be true And you went driving with Mr. Brown Now I'm the laughing 
Just talk of town folks say I was crazy To trust you Throw up my hands, babe, it's time to go Can't stand the blow, I loved you so Now I must whisper low Goodbye, Eliza Jane I'm gonna have to leave you Well, you'll know when I go I was the fellow with all the dough And I'm gonna sing a little song And then I'm gonna travel along Wishing you a good day I'm on my way Take off those rings Digging that trunk, girl, hand me those things And I'm gonna take all the clothes I paid for too Cough up that gold, watch and chain And that umbrella because it might rain You can ask Mr. Brown to fix you all up new Time is here, babe Landlord today I'll be your way Who's going to pay? Once more to you I say Goodbye, Eliza Jane I'm gonna have to leave you Well, you'll know when I go I was the fellow with all the dough And I'm gonna sing a little song And then I'm gonna travel along Wishing you a good day I'm on my That was Goodbye, Eliza Jane. I released that under Rivers Rubin on the album called Rivers Rubin. Our next artist is a guy named Don Destin, and his song is There Goes My Baby. You may know this song because it's actually an Usher song. It's a remake of his song, completely remixed and redone by Destin. Now, Destin has released this song on his own record label, which you can find at ddpmusicgroup.com. You can also find Don on Facebook at facebook.com slash Entertainment. Now, what's particularly interesting about this track is he has taken the hip-hop sound of Usher and he's removed all those vocals and whatnot and he's replaced it with this beautiful, elegantly performed classical violin. He's a very talented performer and he's been on 12 different platinum records, or 12 times platinum, rather. Very talented guy, very cool song. Check out There Goes My Baby.
right. That was pretty awesome. If you don't think that's awesome, I'm not sure what it is. So the next song we're going to be listening to is The Queen and the Peasant by the band Deadwood. Now, they're kind of a folky bluegrass-type outfit with wonderfully catchy tracks, and this is off of their new self-titled EP. Again, we're listening to Deadwood, The Queen, and The Peasant. Time to get introspective 
and deep. And that's what we're going to get with Brandy Hale and her new song, Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed is the first release in a series of singles that Hale intends to release this year. Kentucky-born, Hale has spent the last few years living in Nashville, but has recently drifted up to the Pacific Northwest of the good old Portland area, where she has holed up with her mini iPad making music for our listening pleasure. Now this is a great song, and it sounds a whole lot like something from the early 70s singer-songwriter movement, straight out of like a Joni Mitchell record or Harry Chapin or Jim Croce or the like. So, here you go, Tumbleweed. Now, let's bring it back home here to Chicago, because after all, that is where the jukebox is recorded here in our studio in downtown Chicago. 
and we're going to listen to Them Guilty Aces. Now, these guys are a rockabilly outfit from here in the city. They're great, they're upbeat, and their rocking style is exciting and fun to listen to, and it's really well produced. This is the kind of rockabilly music that has that wham-bam-thank-you-ma'am sound, that three-chord, Eddie Cochran-esque sound that is really just fun to listen to live. Now, speaking of them Guilty Aces live, they're going to have a CD release party at the Big C Jamboree Thursday, April 2nd. They'll be hosting the monthly Rockabilly Night, they'll be dancing and all sorts of fun acts, and they'll be filming and documenting the night for a promotional video that they're working on. They're a really cool band, we're going to play two songs by them, and the first one is called Crash and Burn. was Them Guilty Aces, playing their original song, Crash and Burn. Now, as you can tell, it's probably something really fun to see live, so if you're in the Chicago area, I would totally head down there on April 2nd. 
Now, we're going to play another one of their songs, and this one's called Oh My Baby. Now, it's worth mentioning the reason we may play multiple songs from one artist. Since we're championing independent music and creative endeavors that all of you are embarking on, sometimes there's a band, sometimes very often, where they have two drastically different tracks, or maybe they just sound really good together, which is definitely the case with Crash and Burn and Oh My Baby. So whenever we play a band and multiple songs, you can rest assured that you're going to hear drastically different stuff throughout that set. So without further ado, Oh My Baby. Now we're going to move on to something straight from the South. And by the South, I mean no other than the city of New Orleans. Now, if you know me, you know that I love New Orleans music. My favorite festival I've ever been to is the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Fest. I would highly recommend heading down there if you want to get an amazing festival experience. And no, that's not a plug. It just is genuinely an amazing experience. This band is called The Willies, and we're going to be playing two songs by these guys as well. The first one is Some of These Days, and the second one is Crow Jane. Now, they're just a rambunctious, punk-tinged, speakeasy, jazz, and jump-swing band. They're Nashville-based, and they pull inspiration from every corner of music, from punk to to traditional jazz. Now, expect energetic, muscular, rollicking, traditional jazz blues with an oi style, gang vocals, provocative patter, and great original tunes. They're really excellent. You can find them at thewillies.us or on Facebook at facebook.com slash go.thewillies. 
on to Crow Jane. That was the Willies performing their original song, Crow Jane. Man, that was awesome. If that can't get you to get around and dance, there's nothing that can get you to dance, and you may want to see a doctor. In any case, we're going to listen to Some of These Days, which is a second track from the band. Here we go. Some of these days, you'll miss me, honey. Some of these days, you'll be so lonely You'll miss my hugging, you'll miss my kissing Miss me, honey, when you go away Cause I'd be so lonely, just for you only We know that you have had 
That was awesome. I love the Willies, and I love what they're doing with their sound there. Like a lot of the bands on this show, that's the kind of music that just makes you indiscriminately happy. When you listen to it, it just energizes the music lover inside of you, and it energizes your soul, and it just makes you want to get up and dance. And that's what I love about the Willies, and that's what I love about that kind of music. It reminds me of a conversation I had earlier last week when I was talking to a musician and they were telling me about how they hated the Talking Heads and how the Talking Heads were just the worst band of the 1980s and they're not at all fun to listen to and they're just bad. And that kind of blew my mind because I love the Talking Heads and I think the Talking Heads are one of the most creative and exceptional bands of that era. And that the reason I'm going on this tangent about the Talking Heads and Hold off on that urge to go queue up your talking heads. You can always listen to them later. Stick with us here on the jukebox. But the reason I want to talk about them is because that's the same kind of music that the Willies have. Uh, Just music that makes you happy. If you can't help but listen to Psycho Killer and just be excited, I I don't know what else can make you excited, quite frankly. So anyway, here's another band that's just going to energize you and make you excited and They're a rock group, and by a rock group, I mean they are hard rock. They are Anodyne, and the song is I Walk Calmly Through the Fire. Now, the music of Anodyne is inherently complex. It boasts a genre-defying palette of atmospheric electronic music, dirty garage jamming, and jolting hard rock. At the heart of that sound, it's experimental and massively creative, straight out of the catacombs of like a Radiohead recording session gone awry. So let's listen to what that sounds like with I Walk Calmly Through the Fire.
That was awesome. That's a great rock group, and you should definitely check out Anodyne. Now, the Jukebox is brought to you by Indie Immunity, a place of promotion for independent artists and musicians. You can submit your music for consideration at newsroom.indiemunity.com. Now, I've spent a lot of time with Indie Immunity myself, and it's a great website and a great resource, not only for independent artists, but for those who are seeking some great independent and great new music. Now recently, Indie Immunity published a remarkably compelling interview with contemporary jazz musician Elliot Ranney. Now I'll read a tidbit of it here, but you should head on over to their website for the full text because they do a lot of great interviews like this and a lot of great feature pieces. And it's a website that if you love independent music, and you better, or else you should just turn this station off right now, it's going to be a website that you're going to enjoy. So here's Elliot Ranney talking a bit about his influence and what makes him tick. I began playing professionally around 1979 in St. Louis, Missouri, performing in a restaurant on the edge of Salard called The Other Mother. I was playing tunes by Neil Young, Simon and Garfunkel, mostly what is now known as Americana. With the gig money I had, I bought jazz albums, vinyl, Coltrane, Monk, Michael Franks. I knew I was going to keep writing songs, and I decided that the genre that seemed most challenging and most satisfying to me was jazz. There were so many artists playing the jukebox tunes, and I knew I wanted to be different and stand out from the crowd. Jazz was the logical road for me to be on. I had taken some rudimentary music classes in college, and I was invited to participate in a jazz lab band. We would sight-read charts, and it was great fun. I started writing jazz a few years later. Jazz requires an extensive vocabulary not found in most mainstream pop music. I began by learning easy standards and using the new chord voicings in my early songs. I got away from playing for a while, though, when I got married, and took about 10 years off from that, but still working on writing tunes and learning my craft. In fact, I married into a musical and quite artistic family. In my immediate family, we're all musicians as well. As of right now, my oldest son is on tour, leading a group on the East Coast. Now that's just a little tidbit of the interview that Indie Immunity has with Elliot Ranney. He's a great musician, and it's a great interview, so you should definitely check it out, especially if you're an inspiring independent artist, because Elliot has been doing what we are all doing since 1979. So he's a great resource. It's a great read. Check it out over at IndieMunity.com. IndieMunity, spelled I-N-D-I-E-M-U-N-I-T-Y.com. All right, now back to the music. The next band we're going to be taking a look at is Dubnub, spelled D-U-B-B-N-U-B-B. The song is By The Slice. They're a sister freak folk band from Columbia, Missouri. They wrote the song By The Slice for a compilation about Pizza Tree, a local pizza shop in town that's also a personal favorite of theirs. You can follow them for their show and tour updates on their Facebook and their Instagram accounts. Just search Dub Nub. Now, on to By The Slice. Mm-hmm. 
That was Dubnub, certainly a fun little duo that you should check out a whole lot more if that was something you liked. Now, on to our interview. Every single episode, we're going to bring a new band or artist into our studio to talk about their music, to talk about their release, their inspirations, independent music in general, and in today's case, we might go off on a little bit of a tangent about fish fans. So if you're a fish fan, you may get a little bit offended, but you know what? I trust you can deal with it. So, the band that we brought in is Out the Car Window. They are a trio folk rock band from Chicago. We brought them in to talk about their music, and we're going to play three of their songs today so you can hear a bit from them as well. We're also going to have their songs up for download on our website for free. The first song, before we get into our interview, is called Bent. Broken hearted Down on straight leaving Heroin road Has been circling the funeral hall Hospital It grows of Expeer And now it seems like we are Away from anarchy's a couple beers Exhaustion from dissatisfaction Laughing comes to eat a fountain of youth Trading all the feeling from the outward looking Might as well as truth And all that's left to hurt it out Is walking closer and using a tooth 
straight from the jukebox. All right, you just listened to Bent from the band Out the Car Window, and I have two of the guys from the band here with me. I have Matt Carlton. Hello. And then I also have Jake Wallen. Hello. All right, so uh, you guys are out the car window, and we just listened to Bent, and that kind of has a little bit of a Johnny Cash vibe to it. It kind of plods along, and it has a little bit of a rockabilly-type sound to it. So uh, you kind of describe your sound as folk probably, which is what it says on your Facebook. So why don't you kind of elaborate? What do you kind of, what genre, what realm of music do you occupy? Um, well, when we first started out, we, we said that we were just a, a folk band because we started out as a, uh, just a straight acoustic side project. And um, folk probably came from us honestly not really knowing what kind of genre to call it. It's sort of like a, sort of like a sarcastic, like, eh, folk probably. But, um... <laughs> We we definitely I've I've kind of just prescribed the the genre of um, indie folk to us, but uh, there's something to say. No, you covered it. Oh. <laughs> All right. So um, 
you guys are a trio, and there's also Griffin Taylor on drums, but he's not here. So who is uh, the principal songwriter of the group? Uh, it's relatively both of us. It's, um, I don't know, it's it's kind of an even split musically and lyrically, because, um, I don't know, we kind of, like, there's there's been times when we just, like, text back and forth lyrics just to... Yeah, so what's that creative process like then? I mean, how does it work between you guys, especially because now you're separated? It, it will, yeah. texting has become a big part of our, our process, actually. It'll, it'll start with whoever writes a chord progression or a verse first. Um, like, for example, like, if Jake sends me, like, a, a chord progression and, like, a first verse, he'll, like, record on his iPhone, send it to me, I'll listen to it. And there's been times where I've listened to the song, which is one verse, you know, maybe like 30 seconds long, and I'll just type a whole verse back, ask him if that verse kind of like embodies the same, you know, idea that he had when he wrote his verse, and then he'll sing it, and then he'll make his own changes with it, I'll, then he'll text it to me, and I'll be like, what do you think about this, let's try this, try this, and then he'll record it again, send it to me, and then um, it kind of goes like this back and forth, and he'll, if he writes a new verse or something, he'll just send it to me, and be like, do you like this, and I'll say, yeah, and then when we get together finally in person now here, it's sort of like the song's pretty much finished, and uh, we just gotta work out some musical kinks, but other than that, like, it's a really smooth. Alright, very cool, and it sounds like the actual songwriting and musical process between you two is kind of split pretty evenly. Yes, it, it really is. And even uh, like that process that Matt was just describing, um, our song True Art on our album, it's like that's the entire song is written just through that. Like when we got back to when we got together again, it was just done. Yeah, we were in high school and Jake yeah. was actually grounded because he I didn't do well on a math test, I think. <laughs> it was and something about school. It was something about school and, and uh, I was not allowed to leave my room. <laughs> and he wrote the the first verse with the whole uh, the whole chord progression, sent it to me. I just I remember I woke up in my bed, listened to it, and just typed the second verse without even like switching, just typed it in the <laughs> message box and sent it back to him and then um most likely fell back asleep. Most, I definitely did fall back asleep. And then later that day, like the last verse that starts with, like mediocre smoker, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I like sent that to him later because we were like juniors in high school when we wrote that song, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah, were, yeah, and yeah, so we like, I wrote. I'm like, hey, I wrote this too. Like, just check it out. And then when we got together and he played me the whole song, I was like, oh, you used that 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 thing I sent you. I didn't even mean for that to be in the song, but you made a word in the song. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> So that's kind of that's kind of rad. What you guys have a process of doing is working through technology over the distance. Um, you guys are talking about how you've been working together since you were in high school. When did that collaboration start, and what has been the process to this new band? Because you guys have had different projects, right? Yeah, we were we had a one other project together in high school called Gaffaw, and Jake also sang, and. Um, we played. We both played guitar in that, and uh, you know the the process for Gaffa was a lot different. Our, our bass player actually wrote a lot of a lot of the okay. songs. He our, would, uh, our our rhythm section was kind of like a proggy kind of rhythm section. Yeah, because and they would um, they would come to practice with a lot of different. Uh, okay, yeah, because Matt actually played one of those tracks for me earlier last week, and it had a very uh, distinctive sound that was much different than what you're playing right now. Yeah, yeah definitely. And actually, out the car window started. Um, uh, it was like the December of our junior year. We um, we got really into Bob Dylan. We oh, yeah. both collected completely, like yeah. just fully like wanted to embrace 
Dylan and we both got harmonicas sets for Christmas and, and we came over and um, I had the song C song I had that chord progression written um, since I was in like seventh grade and I've had that forever and and, and we were like well like let's write some lyrics to it and Jake wrote the did you have that pre-written like as a regular poem? I think or? I did I I a lot of the times to start lyrics, like a lot of them have started out as poems that I've just kind of tried to fit a groove into. Sure. And um, it was actually kind of funny about Sea Song because I was, I had just got my wisdom teeth out and I had been in my bed for like three days. Okay. <laughs> and I was like on, you know, like the, the painkillers. So <laughs> we wrote the entire song just in my room for about four hours. Yeah, and, and we weren't even like, Really, like we were friends, but we weren't even like like we weren't like Anywhere really near. close yeah. yet. And um, sure. and that actually, C song was the first. It's the only song where we would write a whole verse, and he would hand me the notebook back, and I'd look at it, and I'd be like, well, "What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean?" And then, and then I would write it, and then give it back to me, like, well, "What does this mean? What does this mean?" And it's a very dense song, and we 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 talk about a lot in it. But that was like the first song we like truly wrote together and sure. but the first out the car window song which actually inspired us to write sea song was old john yeah, yeah. jake wrote that completely just i think out of really out of yeah, that was that was in like freshman year yeah I, br- I brought it to guffaw practice and they were just like no no <laughs> so but yeah so that was just in my back pocket until this kind of started so Old John is actually one of the songs we're going to be playing on the show the day of yours. So that's a good way to transition into it. Do you want to preface it with some, like, what is it about? Because it's a wild song. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I, it's about a guy I made up. Yes. It's about a guy and I made old John. up. Yeah. About things that tend to happen. All right. Well, let's listen to Things That Tend to Happen with Old John from Out the Car Window. It was searching for his name Someone once had told him It was as common as the rain But then he found out most of them had died Of bullets to the brain And what was worse, his middle name was Lincoln Oh, Johnny was a hero While all the widows called him dear Sometimes he'd just diminish all Sometimes he'd be a peer Sometimes he'd be a coward And hide the heart in his tears But no one really knew what he was thinking Johnny was an artist, he drank and played the blues Never to be best at all, he knew he couldn't lose Until one morning someone found him, he was dead without his shoes It said that he was murdered by his mistress Oh, Johnny was a poet, he only spoke in rhyme He stole away his masterpiece for a half million a dime There's a stitch not worth millions, but he's already died He never took his place in social interest Johnny was a 
critic eye You know my life is stripped them of affection The children and the wives Until one day while driving he was deboned and survived And from then on all his life he was a pastor Well Johnny was a prophet but no one would believe The pages stuck together from the soldiers who would bleed Unto the binding bound by immigrants wearing at the seams Old Johnny was a water stain and plaster Oh, we might invest in it more, eh? Want somebody else be my God? A lack of pure immaculate forte. You can say I want to start with his eye. I tend to favor all of my nature. I'm a boy through eyes and a blonde. I never truly had compassion. But I'd hate to turn out like old John. All right, we're back without the car window, and we just listened to Old John. Uh, so that was a pretty crazy track, and we just talked about it. Let's go a little bit more into the production. Um, is it home-produced? Were you in a studio? How, how'd that happen? Our good friend at home named Andrew Dunn, he's uh, 16, right? 16 years old, yeah. He's a junior in high school. He actually has a... Uh, it's we, we, we dubbed it Dunn and Dunn Studios because his last name's Andrew Dunn. Um, and he has a bonus room in his house where he uh, helps us out and records. He records. Um, he recorded our album. He records some other local bands. He recorded a Gaffaw album for us back in high school. Um, so we kind of just like turn his uh, bonus room in his house into like a makeshift studio, and uh, we just kind of go from there. And he's a. I, I mean, personally, I think he did a he did a great job. Oh, he did an exceptional job. Yeah. I was actually expecting you guys to tell me it was recorded in a studio, so that's yeah, very cool. Well, this kid has like an incredible year for recording. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely has a future in this, but like, he gives good rates too. He, like, yeah, he does good <laughs> rates for anyone who wants to. Anybody wants to done and done studios, but um, yeah, and and he's just as much part of as the creative process as we are. You know, uh, we trust him with our music and like immovable. On the album, how it's it's very ambient, very uh, a lot of reverb, a lot of stuff like that. Um, when we came in with this album, when we came in with him, with you know wanting to do this album, we're like, hey man, we're gonna need some help on these songs. And he was texting Jake saying like, yeah man, like I can't wait to help, like I can't wait, like I I want this to be like my most creative project yet. And he really helped us like, you know, like get the sound we were looking for without us really having to tell him what to do. Very cool. And um, we really trust him with our sound. So do you kind of consider him a producer on the album then? Oh, definitely. Well, completely. Okay, because from what you're telling me, it sounds like he's he's the George Martin of your Beatles is kind of what, what it, what's going on here. That's a brilliant way of describing <laughs> yeah. it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, so it was home recorded. Uh, you guys have distributed it for free. It's on Bandcamp. You can do the pay what you want model, so someone can type in zero dollars and get it for free, or they can give you a hundred bucks or anything in between. Exactly. Um, either one would be fine. Either one would be fine. <laughs> exactly. So, what is your experience with this mo- model? Because personally. Uh, I freelance for independent musicians and I do a lot of work writing press releases, writing music reviews, and very frequently I run in the independent musicians that have the same mentality that someone like uh, Tom York or Taylor Swift has, which is uh, uh, services like Spotify, services that are giving away music, are just a plague to uh, to musicians because uh, you don't get much money from what's coming out. Uh, you guys have kind of the flip side of that because you have the option to give it away for free. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I definitely I respect Tom York and Taylor Swift's opinions. I definitely understand where they're coming from. 
they're also, you know, you have to you have to remember that they're in a position to be able to have those opinions. You know, like everybody knows who um, who Tom York is. Everybody knows who Taylor Swift is. And uh, and, uh, and uh, I, as an up and coming artist, as someone who just wants people to hear our music by any means. We are not in a position to be against putting our music out for free. The, the industry is not tangible anymore. It's all digital. It's all, um, you know, it's all, for the most part, interactive with the consumer. You know, you have to, you have to give your music to the consumer instead of the consumer, you know, coming to you. Yeah. You have to um, put your music out for free because nobody's going to buy oh, a 10-song album from Out the Car Window, you know, oh, who are they? I'm not paying $20 for their album. I'm not paying $10 for their album. I don't even know who exactly. they are. I think that's a mentality to have. Yeah, definitely. And and I just want people to hear our music, and I just want to get out there. And, you know, I think, I mean, I personally use Spotify, and I think it's brilliant. I love it. It's so convenient. It's amazing. I don't have a subscription to it, so I have to, you know, track through the ads. But, you know, I think... It's necessary, and you know whether Taylor Swift or Tom York like it or not. Like that's the industry. That's where the industry is going. That's the new standard. Like album sales. You know you're not going to go to Fye or Best Buy or Walmart and pick up a new album. You're going to listen to it on Spotify or pick it up at iTunes. You know. Um, so are you guys on Spotify, by the way? We're not on Spotify. I actually have to personally look into how you do that. We're not on Spotify or iTunes, but. Um, we will be in the future. Okay. Um, very cool. Yeah, I just know there's a process that I haven't really dug into yet. For that. All right, very cool. But for people who want to get your record, uh, they can get it on Bandcamp, and that link will be on our website, and we'll also We're go over that. Too, yeah. We're on SoundCloud, too? Okay, wonderful. Uh, so um, one other thing I was noticing when I listened to your record is it has a very coherent sound from beginning to end. It's one of those records that sounds better when you listen to it all at once and better when you use it as one experience rather than just, like, picking random tracks granted it still sounds great when you pick random tracks but as a whole experience it seems to be something much more full now that's something that not a lot of people do anymore and that's something that uh business models like spotify and itunes have kind of diminished because you can just buy a single or stream something or uh shuffle something so there's less intent on listening to a full album uh was that your guys's intent to have a, a real a really good record rather than like a single uh well i mean Matt, you want to take that? I'll take it. Um, well, we did do that on purpose. That was definitely intentional because our songs deal, uh, our songs deal with, um, you know, like a, a wide range of topics, and we wanted it to feel like an album rather than a collection of songs. And it's it's um, for for the for reasons as simple as it's we wanted to embody an entire creative process that because we wrote a lot of these songs in high school. Um, they're about specific things, and we wanted the record to embody that style, that um, subject matter. And also, you know, a lot of our favorite albums do that. You listen to, um, I don't know, Blonde on Blonde, and that sounds way better as a whole album rather than an individual song. You listen to... Bitches Brew. Bitches Miles Brew Davis. by Miles Davis. Blow by Blow, Jeff Beck, something yes, like that. Um, Headhunters, Absolutely. even like you listen to that, and it sounds brilliant all the way through. Absolutely, yeah. Um, even a lot of uh, like um, like a lot of Bright Eyes albums are like that too. You know, they just sound good all the way through, and it's like 
that's what we really wanted to embody. We really just wanted to emulate our our heroes, I guess, and our sure. influences with that. And so, oh, sorry, go on. Um, I'm just happy to see that that it's actually we were successful in doing that because you were able to. Yeah, absolutely, and I hope that people actually go back to your band camp and listen to all of it. Um, so another thing I wanted to touch on is that you guys are a folk band, and there's some experimental vibe in there. It kind of gets a little funky, and it uh, has a, even a little bit of a country rockabilly vibe at songs with you know stuff like Bent, um, maybe even a little bit of a jam band vibe a little bit. So uh, that's a huge contrast to the folk music that our generation likes, yeah. because our generation has been reinduced uh, reintroduced to folk music um, with stuff like Mumford and Sons, stuff like Of Monsters and Men, uh, that kind of like consumer friendly, almost poppy folk music. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on popular folk music versus maybe a more traditional style of folk that you guys emulate that you certain, and that's also the music that inspires you guys? Um, well, we both like the Lumineers. Okay. We like the Lumineers. We love the Lumineers. Jake okay. actually does a killer cover of Dead Sea. <laughs> We've done it. We played it once live, and and everybody came up and was like, "You guys have to play Dead Sea," and they wanted to hear that song more than our like original like our original song. Yeah, that, that kind of bummed us out. That definitely but, bummed us out. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but it was fun. As for of Monsters and Men and Mumford and Sons, um, personally, I don't like them. I. I you know, if they're getting people into folk music, I think that's great because I think folk music is very important. But they are very far from my definition of folk music. You know, just because <laughs> there's a banjo and it doesn't make it folk music. It's um, very true. You know, the band the banjo has been around for a very long time. Um, I feel like it's just pop musicians with acoustic guitars. Yeah. And which hooks. isn't that's which all isn't it is. It's bad. just endless hooks. We're not bad, but it's not. It's not bad, but it's just it's not folk. Yeah. And um, and it's funny that you brought up the jam band vibe because we we Gaffaw in high school was a jam band and, and we were very much into like you know like ridiculous free jazz jams and, and um, even a little bit of a, a healthy dose of Grateful Dead and, and oh my god Matt went through this huge fish phase I actually didn't want to talk about oh, that fish yeah I'm well, done uh, it's it's ugly, man. <laughs> I'm done with fish man you're but done with fish are you still a deadhead dude. You I guys. Oh, were you ever a deadhead, though? Mom Your mom's a deadhead. See, deadhead is generation. Yeah. I don't like fish. I'll, I'll, I'll go straight out and say that I don't like fish. But I know you're trying to get away from this man. He had 50 plus albums on his phone at one point. Um, <laughs> and then. Are you are, are either you gonna go try to see a dead this summer here in Chicago? My, I'm. We're trying to go. My mom actually <laughs> yeah, asked, came home one day when mm-hmm. when we were home together, and she came walked to the door and she looked at us. She's like, "Would you guys want to go see the Grateful Dead with me and uh, Dan, who's my stepdad?" Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, we do." Like so she's trying cool. to get tickets up at um, what's it, uh, Soldiers Field? Oh yeah, you guys better get those tickets quick, or else you're gonna have to like choose Columbia, Chicago, you know, Columbia College or the Grateful Dead because those things are going for like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh now. yeah, I'm not. It's ridiculous. Um, I could just, and I'm not a deadhead, and I don't, and I'm not, nor am I. I, I couldn't tell you five dead songs. It's just not the kind of uh, yeah. music I ever listened to. That's completely understandable. But uh, <laughs> but I, I'm interested to see why it's such a big deal without Garcia, I guess. I feel that too. And what's funny um, is Train Estasio is actually playing with them. See, I heard the that. He's taken like the Garcia. Yeah. Like, he's taken on that role. 
He's an amazing guitar player, though. I like him as a musician. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I don't know, man. Nostalgia's dangerous. People want nostalgia. <laughs> That's why people get so bummed out at, like, uh, Connor Oba's shows because he's not playing Bright Eyes anymore. That's or true. Yeah. Even, I already mentioned Bob Dylan, but people go to his shows like, oh, that's not, you know. Oh, he's that's playing Things Have Changed. I want to hear Blowing in the Wind for the 400th time. Yeah. How could he not play all of his 60s discography all the way through? <laughs> all the way through, right? Why not? Yeah. It's like nostalgia's dangerous. And I mean, if, yeah. the, if the deadheads, if the deadheads out there want to <laughs> be nostalgic and live in the past, then that's, that's okay with me. So yeah, I'm interested to see what happens to Chicago during that uh, oh, during that concert because it's gonna go insane. Like I don't know if you guys know this, but Deadheads frequently we're totally getting off topic here, but this, this is, is interesting, so we're gonna roll with it. But not Deadheads, Fishheads uh, actually travel with dogs specifically because uh, if you are being a vagrant in a city, you are less likely to get picked up by the police if you have a dog. So that's why they travel with dogs. That is so smart. That is smart. That is smart. You got to give them props for that. They're very serious people, and they're very dedicated to music. (laughs) They are dedicated. And um, as long as they don't ask me for money, then that's fine. Okay, so we'll we'll go back on to your music now. Um, You guys boast a really wide variety of influences. You talk a lot about Bob Dylan, and we'll we'll get to that. That's going to be a whole different conversation because I am equally a Dylan fan. Uh, but you guys cite stuff like Lead Belly all the way up to stuff like Neutral Milk Hotel. So there's a lot in that concoction of your music, isn't there? Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, we really took out the car window because Guffaw, like I said, was really, it was the rhythm sections thing. And we didn't have, we weren't, we weren't able to let a lot of our musical influences like come out in Guffaw. And they were still there um, Not to say that it was we didn't love it equally as much as they. Oh, we love it. It's just Gaffa. like Gaffa is like it's an entirely entirely different. Yeah, it's and, inti- yeah. And um, we really started out the car window. Out the car window started as a thing solely for me and him to just do. We had no intentions of really of like pursuing this um, out here as serious as we are. We didn't even have the intention of having a drummer or any sort of percussion. Um, so we really wanted to just do something where we were able to like really make the kind of music that we listened to, you know, that we heard, that we that made us like, that gave us some sort of emotional response. And um, that's why there's such a huge spectrum of artists because Lead Belly, Neutral Milk Hotel, they, they are all very influential, very important people to us. And um, we just kind of wanted to like, let that shine out with our music yeah and it definitely shows so we're gonna start wrapping this up here but uh two quick things first of all what are your three favorite dylan albums each because i know as a dylan fan i couldn't choose one so matt go three Um, dylan albums blonde on blonde desire and the new sinatra one nice you're you're jumping you're jumping decades there all right jake go all right blonde on blonde shadows in the night and his first one. His very first his one. Very Not first even one. freewheeling, yeah, just, just self-titled. That is an incredible It's a great yes, record. It's overshadowed, that. isn't it? Oh, man. I forgot. Oh, God, is it overshadowed by literally everything he's ever done. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's but, a good yeah, one. Yeah, dude. Uh, 
that's in the top three. Very cool. See, that's what I love is that when you ask a Dylan fan what their favorite album is, it's always going to be different, and you're always going to get that one guy who's like, "Oh, I love Saved," and like, <laughs> no, 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 uh, nothing bad to say about Saved though. I love Saved. Okay, um, so just to close it out here, uh, gigs, live performances. What are you guys doing right now? Uh, where can people find you online and in person? Um, we have a show coming up on March 29th okay. at the Abbey Pub. We were playing with um, our buddies in Friday Pilots Club. And then we may have some stuff coming up at the end of May, but we're still working that out. Um, but you can find us at outthecarwindow.bandcamp.com or soundcloud.com slash outthecarwindow. And we can also find you on Facebook, right? Facebook, just out the car window. Okay, everybody. So that was Out the Car Window. Thank you so much for joining me, both Matt and Jake. I so appreciate it. It has been a great time. Um, like the guys said, if you want to go listen to their record, you can find it. We're also going to have it listed on our website along with their Facebook and all of that information. So you can go and follow them and subscribe them and stalk them and follow them to Chicago if yes, you're not here. Please. Yeah, because it's worth stalking if you're not in Chicago. Take a road trip. Come on over. It's worth it. So they're playing at the Abbey Pub on the 29th right. if you are feeling in a stalking mood uh thanks a lot guys now we are going to close it out by playing always up to go down which is also a out of the car window song out the car window out the car window window. all right thanks guys to conclude our segment without the car window they're a really cool band they were really fun to talk to and i would really highly recommend going out and listening to the rest of their stuff because they're quite good especially for their age 
Now, though, let's get funky. And we're going to get funky with Dragonfly 13. I'm going to play two of their songs, Worlds on Fire and Hypnotize. But I'm going to split them up on the show, so you're going to hear Hypnotize towards the bottom of the show. They describe themselves as a funkified groove experience, finding the foundation of their sound in the roots of rhythm and blues, inspired by the classic R&B of the 60s and the 70s. They echo a funky groove that was so prevalent during that era, with a, dyna- with a dynamic horn section, Hammond B3 organ, and a phenomenal rhythm section. They're trying to break new ground with their innovations in funk music. Now, as a music fan, this is something I'm pretty excited about, because that Hammond B3, if that sounds familiar to you, is the sound that we all know and love from Booker T., uh, so this is a really cool band, and they got a lot of cool stuff going on with a lot of cool moving parts. So let's check out Worlds on Fire. World! World! Because the world's on fire! Change my 
Man, that was funky. That's like the epitome of contemporary funk, and those guys really got it going. So you're going to hear Hypnotize from them later on in the show. For now, though, let's listen to A&L and their new song, Onto the Next Heart. They're a hard-rocking duo that consists of Anthony Casuccio and Lana Marie. I apologize if I butchered Anthony's name there. Anyway, they're two seasoned industry professionals. It's kind of pop rock with a Nashville vibe. It certainly has one of the coolest guitar solos I've heard in a long time, and probably the coolest guitar solo on this episode. You can follow them on Facebook.com slash A&L-Music, the and being spelled out A-N-D. Let's listen to On to the Next Heart. The Jukebox is brought to you by Andy Grolo and his photography. 
Andy is a wonderfully talented photographer in New Hampshire. He's an avid music lover, and he loves to support independent music. His most recent project, Humans of the Lakes Region, is modeled after the renowned Humans of New York. He goes around, takes beautiful photos, and gets great interviews. It's a wonderful insight into humanity, and he's just doing a great job at it. You can check him out at andygrolo.com. Don't know how to spell his last name? That's cool. I still don't know how to spell his last name. It is G-R-O-L-E-A-U. Now, I approached Andy a while back when I was creating the jukebox, and I said, Andy, I would love for you to go out and find some music in the independent community that I may never have found because he has such different music tastes than me. He went out and did that, and he has done an exceptional job. This segment is called Andy's Picks. Now, his first pick is a guy named Billy Butler. Now, this man is cool. We're going to be playing three songs by him because this was a guy that when we went on his music and we listened to all of his stuff, we were blown away because it all sounded like it was a different guy in every single album and single. He's really got a massive talent and he's all over the board. So we're going to be playing Good Chip Drake, Piano Town, and Uncle Nightmare. Now, usually we don't play more than two or three songs, but he really does exhibit the best of independent music. Many of these songs were recorded for the RPM Challenge, which is that challenge where you have to go out and record 10 songs or 35 minutes of music in one month. The first song we're going to play by Butler is Piano Town. It was written when he was living near an old piano factory in the Bronx. Now, the song being played on guitar is really intentionally ironic. Uh, So let's delve into Piano Town. Yeah, this white boy knows how to get down I'm proving in piano 
That was Billy Butler and his song, Piano Town. Now we're going to play another song by him, and this song is called Uncle Nightmare. He's awake before anyone else, well before sunrise. Gasses up his motors and sharpens up his knives. The grass is trimmed to perfection. He's an Edward Scissorhands, the finest grave digger above or below the land. So when your number's up and it's time for you to sleep beneath the sun, tip your hat to Uncle Nightmare and go and meet your God. He lives on Dr. Pepper, Marlboro's and Scotch Never takes a lunch break, doesn't even own a watch You won't find a weasel or a rodent of any kind None of that outsmarts him, he gets them every time So when your number's up And it's time for you to sleep beneath the sun Tip your head to Uncle Nightmare Then go and meet your God Hey! <laughs> 
the boneyard are the luckiest steps around He'll polish up your headstone and all your afterlife needs While you're singing with the angels, they'll be pulling out your weeds So when your number's up And it's time for you to sleep beneath the sun Tip your hat to Uncle Nightmare and go and meet your That was Billy Butler and his song, Uncle Nightmare. Now, it's a little bit unorthodox for us to be playing three songs by an artist, unless there's someone like Out the Car Window, who we did a feature with. But Billy Butler just embodies this really cool atmosphere of independent music where he's just doing stuff all over the board. So we want to finish it out by playing one more song by Mr. Butler, and this song is called Good Ship Drake. I was fighting off ocean monsters Caught in a tempest of angst I was taking on water When I wrecked on the outer banks Left to rot on a desert island Like Miranda in Prospero Then I saw her on the horizon I knew it was my time to go The waves break close By the light of the moon And the good ship Drake Carries me home Guided by the horses
by the horses of Neptune. All three of those songs were performed and written by Billy Butler. Now, he's got all sorts of stuff going for him. He's been writing songs in like a 1920s style. He's been working on all sorts of projects. So just go and follow him over at twitter.com slash butlerbilly. Now, we're going to continue Andy's picks with another band, and these guys are quite cool. Their name is Good Places, and they are a local band over in New Hampshire. They have a bit of a modest mouse-type vibe to them, and it's certainly a realm of indie rock that is really appealing and really fun to listen to. The first song we're going to be playing by them is called Seventeen. Now, this is really wild because the lead singer even scats on this, and that's pretty awesome. You don't hear a lot of people scatting anymore. Uh, And just a little info about the band, they said that they used to work together and jam at a chapel over at their school, and they'd write songs based on classic blues and Zeppelin and all that good style of music. When they recorded these songs, it was for an album called Carousel when they were about 17 and 18. So, let's listen to Seventeen.
That was 17 by the band Good Places. To finish them out, we're going to play another song of theirs called You Too.
as we continue our Andy's Pick segment, we're going to very much fulfill our promise to be playing a lot of crazy music all over the board that you may not have heard otherwise. We're going to fulfill that with Josiah Tose. His song is Remember Me, and it's a great electronica song. I'm not even a big electronica fan, but this is a really cool track, and he does some really complex, intricate, and wonderful things with this sound. So check out Remember Me.
that was cool. That was really different. I enjoyed that. I hope you did too. We're going to finish out Andy's picks with a great band called The New New Hampshire. And yeah, you guessed it. They're also from New Hampshire. Their song is called Stay, and it's a really beautiful folk singer-songwriter sound. They'll be back in the studio soon recording the soundtrack for an indie film called The Weekenders. But hopefully they're going to have their next album released by the fall or the winter of this year. Their current album, Songs About a Girl, is available for purchase on the new New Hampshire dot bandcamp dot com or the new new hampshire dot com now this is one of those songs that is just infectiously catchy i've been walking down the street all week singing stay for one more day because it just it gets you and it gets you good so here we go stay This is no longer a place I can call my home. I'll stay. 
I think I know what you are going to be humming for the next two weeks, and you're never going to get it out of your damn head, because man, that song is catchy. All right, let's head back to Dragonfly 13, and we're going to listen to their new song, Hypnotize. Can't hypnotize me. Can't hypnotize me. 
hypnotize me. As we begin the wind down this episode of The Jukebox, I want to continue to keep our promise of playing music out of left field that you probably never thought we were going to play. Our next artist is Champagne Dwayne, and his song is better than that. He's a hip-hop indie artist from Portland, Oregon. He was raised in Miami, Florida, and he's currently a footwear designer, namely for Dwayne Wade's sneakers. His next show is an opener for Mario's Fireball Tour on March 28th, and his radio interview with Indy100.com is going to air on April 15th. He's very much in the style and fashion, and he tries to incorporate his branding into his music. All of his social media can be found at Champagne Dwayne or slash Champagne Dwayne. Don't forget to join his mailing list and go and follow him on Twitter and Facebook. Now for a really rad, really fun hip-hop track. Profanity's not my thing, vanity's more my thing Sexual, chocolate, stand up with a sing Roll up on a chick like madam with your ring You looking like a queen, I imagine it's a king Is there a king? Yeah, well let me talk crazy to you Out of spite, end of the night, I'll be amazing to you I ain't blowing smoke, this ain't no whoopee cushion But if you keep on acting stink, then I'm swayzing to you I wanna Come better than that. Come better than that. What's better than that? What you mean, come better than that? Talk to me. I already know who you know. Yeah, I hear it all the time. Already ruled out your game, boy. Don't try to play with my mind. Back. What's you get it in black? But to eat your own chick, I got some cheddar to stack. So hold that. Got my own pot to piss and I'm just missing the fox in the kitchen Mama listen, bottle of Christian, me and you can wind up missing Wind up kissing, I mean, wind up kicking Kicking it like Sakoni in there, wind up pitching Throwing it to the homies if you ain't that type of kicking 
Listen, never mind, I'm kidding. Unless you gon' do it, then let's get to it. Listen, this is just par for the course. First, you gon' stop tripping and then hop on the horse. After the first ride, you should start to remorse. The force of the D got you talking divorce. Lord, I love the way you're doing it. Doing it again, what's love got to do with it? Don't be silly now, love, just gon' ruin it. More power to the ones that's pursuing it. That was Champagne Dwayne. Recently, I've been getting more in the hip hop, and that's a a genre that I, you know, wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole for a long period of time. But now I've gotten really into it, and Champagne Dwayne really embodies what suave, cool, contemporary hip hop can be. So I hope you enjoyed that. Next, we are going to close out the show with another one of my Rivers Rubin numbers. This song is called "Going West to Search for Gold." And it was one of my original songs off the Rivers Rubin album. Enjoy. I'm a thousand miles from home And I'm going on my way I'm a thousand miles from home Moving further every day Soon the night will be over and the day will start again Yesterday's a memory, tomorrow never ends And in a dream I hopped a boxcar To go west and the search for gold And in another one I packed a bag for And I'm feeling old And I look back at the life I lived as I glance across this room Where you are still counting the flowers on your tomb If you find yourself thinking about where I'm heading to I'll be crossing the desert Heading to Timbuktu I'm not sure where I'm going But I know where I belong I'm not sure how to get there I've probably turned wrong But I know I'll keep moving A thousand miles a day I know I'll keep moving, maybe we'll meet again one day And now I'm standing at the crossroads And I got to left or right the way I choose I know it'll be alright 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 
episode thank you so much for spending time this month to listen to the jukebox this has been a wonderful two and a half hours of music and i really hope that we might have turned you on to something that gets you excited about music because that's you know that's what it's all about at the end of the day you can find more information about the jukebox at jukeboxpodcast.com there you can find information about all the artists we played you can download free music and you can learn more about our sponsors Andy Grolo Photography and Indimmunity.com. and a special thanks to them because we couldn't make this show happen without them along with all of our amazing artists if you're an artist that may be interested in being played at the jukebox send us an email or send us an email if you just want to tell us that we discovered your new favorite artist uh Thank you so much for listening this episode, and we're going to be back in April, and we're going to be back every month after that with new, great music. It has been a pleasure being your host. My name is Brett Stewart, and I'm signing off for this month. The Jukebox is available on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes. You can subscribe and listen to the show at jukeboxpodcast.com. While you're there, download a free album this month from one of the bands that was featured in this episode. Have something to tell us? Did we turn you onto your new favourite band? Write into jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read your message on the next show.